Let's move on to the UK rather and talk about transfer deadline day. Oh, a lot of people stayed up last night. We were waiting to see if Arsenal will complete the move for a Thomas party there. And it finally happened. But we are joined on the line by the Deputy Sports News Editor at The Guardian, Ed Arons, just to take us through some of the moves on deadline day. Ed, good evening. Thanks again for giving us some of your time here in South Africa. No worries. How are you? We are fine. Thanks, Ed. I don't even know where to start. Maybe for you, which... As usual, it was another crazy deadline day. Great reporting too, by the way. But for you, what was the standout signing of deadline day? Well, I think, yeah, you, you mentioned it. I think for the actual one that happened on deadline day, it's got to be Thomas Party for Arsenal because, uh, you know, it actually went on for quite a long time over the course of mm. Talk about it, so back in June. And it was it was pretty simple equation for Arsenal. They knew that they had to just pay the release clause. Uh, and eventually they decided to do it, having uh, having looked for the last week or so that like, they might be going for Hossam Ouar of, um, of Leon mm. instead. But then I think that Leon wanted to keep him for another year at least. And uh, then they, so they went to party. But the interesting thing about it was apparently they didn't even tell Atletico Madrid that they that they'd done it until they'd done it. You know, because they have to go to the opposite. It's quite complicated in Spain. You have to, if you're going to meet a release clause, you do it with the, the La Liga offices. Oh, and uh, so yeah, so they did. <laughs> That's an interesting one. Yeah, that was, yeah. and uh, yeah, it was forty-five million pounds. Is it a bargain? I think it's quite a good price for them. We'll have to see. It's, it's kind of what Arsenal need, and they really, you know, it's one of their big targets. So we'll have to see. I think yeah, it's good, it's good for African football as well to see, yeah. a, uh, you know, see a Ghanaian uh, player coming coming in. Arsenal obviously have got a rich African history as well. Um, but yeah, I think it's you know Arsenal have got have had a good transfer window. They've got you know Arteta's got pretty much everything that he's what he wanted. Um, so things are looking good for them. And what does Party bring to this Arsenal team? Is Ed still there? Oh, so apologies about that. We've just lost Ed Aaron's there. If you also want to react on transfer deadline day, uh, you can give us a, send us a voice note to 0614104107. The Ghanaian Thomas Party has signed for their Arsenal. Or you can also call us on 0891042107. There's also Edson Cavani, of course, going to Manchester United. And then we saw um, there was... I don't want to say small moves, but Theo Walcott left Everton. He went to Southampton there. And uh, Jack Wilshere had his contract terminated at West Ham. I don't know what's next for him. Is he going to go back to Bournemouth where he found some game time and he actually could play some football? And uh, obviously the big one, Bongani Zungu, moving to Rangers. A lot of people uh, thought, well, we were told that the deal had actually fallen through. Uh, the media in uh, Scotland were actually saying that he was overweight. But we've got Ed Aaron's back on the line. Sorry about that, Ed. Um, Edson Cavani at Manchester United has been met with mixed emotions or mixed reactions by the fans. For you, what do you make of that signing? Well, I think it's, he's obviously a great player and he's got a great record. Uh, I mean, he's been, he hasn't played for a few months, but I think he'll do well for Man United. But the, uh, I think a lot of people's issue with it is that it, it was pretty obviously, a, you know, a late decision to go for him, given that they, you know, weren't going to get Jadon Sancho, uh, you know, which has been another one that's been going on all summer. And yeah, but I think I think it's quite a good. It's quite a good signing. If they weren't they weren't, they weren't going to get Sancho, then it's good to get somebody with some experience. And he is one of the top strikers over the, in the world in the last, you know, the last decade. I think he probably has got a season or two left in him, hopefully, for Man United fans. Um, and at least from their point of view, they did, you know, they, they were desperate for signings. At least they did bring some players in, including 
you're talking of African players, another great prospect, uh, Ahmad Diallo Traore from uh, Atalanta, who's mm. going to join in, in January. And he's meant to be very, very good. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so the next generation for Man United is looking very promising. I think that's what they're kind of aiming on with Cavani, giving them some experience for the here and now. And some will ask, why did United go for a striker when they've got a front three of a Rashford, Martial and Greenwood? Yeah, I think it's just to give them some extra extra options, really. Uh, you know, that's a, the number of games they're going to have to play this season to just have three three players, you know, in the same those three positions. They, they needed more. And, you know, the people, Egalo, yeah, Egalo's there as well. But I think, you know, Cavani's a significant upgrade on him. Um, and they just need, I think he likes to have some squad debt. That's why they brought in Van Der Beek as well from, yeah. from Ajax into, that, into the midfield. Okay, we've got a couple of voice notes here for our guest, Ed Ahrens, who's the Deputy Sports News Editor at The Guardian, just taking us through some of the action and transfer deadline day and actually throughout the transfer window there in England. Evening, dear member. Manchester United just made the right move to sign a, se- a senior striker, someone who knows how to score, how to win, someone who, who can help them try to get out of the UEFA group stages, Edison Cavan. Great signing by Manchester. My signing for this transfer window is my favorite player, Tony van der Beek, and also Barcelona hiring Roland Koeman. The Dutch national team just the best for me. Thanks. Thanks, Tulani. And he's actually a proven goal scorer at St. Cavani. I mean, his stats say 138 goals in 200 games at PSG, 52 in 69 at Napoli for his second stint. It was 26 in 35 in his first stint there with Napoli. So he knows where to find the back of the net. Having said that, Ed, mm. we've seen that Man United's problems seem to be at the back, especially at centre-back. Are you surprised that they didn't find a centre-back and went for a left-back instead? Yeah, I, I am actually, but I think it was a show of faith. I mean, if, if I was them, I would definitely have gone for a centre-back, but I think it's really a show of faith in what he's got at the back there, especially Harry Maguire. And I think Eric Bailly as well is kind of looking like he... I know he was... I mean, it's a difficult one, but he was brought back in at the weekend, and obviously they, they got thrashed by Tottenham. So, uh, But, it's, yeah, I, I mean, I really would have bought in... I think Kulabeli was the big surprise for me. That, you know, he was going to go to Manchester City all, all summer, and then... It didn't work out for whatever reason, and they got Ruben Diaz. And then, so Koulibaly was there, and he's available. I mean, it's a lot of money, so seventy million pounds at least, I think. And and he, I just think he would have been perfect, man. You know, like, they would have been formidable. You know, they had potentially Koulibaly and Maguire. You know, it'd be quite a good combination, I'd have thought. And so that's who I'd have gone for if I was them. And, and I think it is a massive concern for them. Yeah. Has it been a disappointment, Harry Maguire, since that big money move from Leicester? Do you still expect him to get better? Well, I think he's been, he's done quite well the first... I mean, at times he's done well. But I think he's definitely... I mean, in the last few weeks, he's, he's you know not been at his game. I think he might have been affected by everything that happened, you know, in uh, in Mykonos with, the, you know, the, the trial and, and the assault and everything that he uh, got convicted of. Uh, yeah. And, you know, that's still hanging over his head, lest we forget. So, um, yeah, I mean, he, he is a good player. I think there's a, it's just... His confidence is obviously very low at the moment. And... Uh, they need something that they they need to get on a good run again, like they were at the end of last season, I think. By the way, we've got this clip from Patrice Eva after that uh, heavy defeat that Man United suffered at the hands of Spurs. You know, Alexis Sanchez made a comment. He said when he signed from United at his first training session, he asked his agent to to end up his contract. That's why I'm going to ask to Sky. I really would like to end up my contract with Sky because it's my second game. I'm a positive person. 
And I never want to talk about United because when you tell the truth, it can hurt. And I'm passionate and I love my club. But, I, you know, I know you have to have some filter when you talk on TV. But he's a, he's, he's a shamble. Like, Gary Neville, I hear, hear him say, oh, Captain Maguire needs some holiday, a break to go for your national team. We're always talking about pairing him with someone. But what about taking him out of the squad? And I, I don't want to start to criticize player. You know, I am someone, I've been there, so it's really difficult. I make many comments about the board. But to, 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 tonight, is no one have any excuse. Like, they let down all the United fans. And I, I don't care about the result because I've been beat 6-1. But it's just about every year is the same story. And I'm, I feel now what all the United fans right now. That's why I prefer even to comment different game than the United game if I keep working for Well, that's the same man that said he doesn't promote violence, but people deserve a few slaps at Man United. Patrice ever there. Ed, is it safe to say that Ole is under pressure here even though we're still early in the new season? I think he is under pressure, yeah. Unfortunately, that's the nature of the game these days. There's always, especially with the top, when you're talking about the top six clubs, there's always one club that, you know, isn't doing so well that gets in the firing line. Um, and when it's Man United, it's especially intense, I think, because, you know, they're such a big club and they've got such a big history. So um, they, they're going to have to start winning some games soon or he will, you know, the pressure will really mount up. But, you know, Champions League starts after the international break as well. So that's going to be key to them, I think, if they can progress in that and try and get back into a sort of top four, you know, contention. Which, you know, it's very early stages, so they wouldn't take too long to do. But, you know, just win a few games and then they will. But, but yeah, de definitely he's got, you know, he's kind of almost back to square one now with uh, the start of the season they've had. Any truth in those rumours linking Maurizio Pochettino with the United? Well, I think they're always there as long as he's, he's out of work. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be there. I mean, yeah, potentially. But, uh, I think as it stands, they've you know they've backed him quite a lot with Cavani. He's, uh, he's going to earn sort of ten million pounds a year, I think. So you know that is, I think that's a sign that, that you know he, he is the man. He, he did what he was asked to last season, as well. We have to remember, and uh, and it looks you know that that run that they had at the end of last season, it looked like he was building something. So I think we should give him a bit more time, really. Yeah, and it's easy to forget Gareth Bell's uh, return to Tottenham. Does this signing now create even more expectation? Well, that's really, yeah, I think it's really interesting. I mean, we haven't seen him yet because he's injured, but, yeah. you know, Tottenham, I was saying, you know, there's always one team under pressure and then, and then you know, uh, and that, that they get all the focus and, and it was Tottenham a few weeks ago, but now they've kind of, he's turned, they've turned it around with results and also with findings with Bale in particular. And there's the sort of, the you know, the direction Tottenham are going in now is, is upwards, it seems, because, you know, they had this great result of the weekend against United. Uh, you know, a, front, a potential front three of, Sun, Kane, and Bale. You know, if they can get all those three firing together, then it's really quite exciting for Tottenham fans. I think. Uh, I think Harry Redknapp said yesterday that, he, that they're the only team that could probably challenge Liverpool and Man City, which is maybe a bit of an exaggeration. But you know, they have they have the uh, firepower now. Anyway, they should do. If, if, uh, that's all. If Bale gets fit, obviously, which I think he will do, but it might take a bit of time. Yeah. And finally, just a word on our own Bongani Zungu to Rangers. What can you expect there? Yeah, it's good. It's a great move for him. I think it's, it, Scotland's become a real shot window for, for players. I mean, if you look at some of the players that, you know, uh, if you look at Van Dijk and Wanyama, also were at Celtic before and before they made their moves to England. So it could be a real shot window. And also, you know, there's the chance to work with Steven Gerrard. 
he's building quite a you know quite a decent team, a young team there in, uh, at Rangers. So that'll be good. To, yeah, really good for him. I hope he does well. It's, uh, it's about time we had some South African players in England again because there's not you know not many around anymore. Yeah, definitely. Ed Aarons, thank you for speaking to us as always here on SAFM in South Africa. That is a deputy sports Thanks. editor. Thanks, Ed. Let's just end the show quickly just by getting an update of what's happening in Italy. And Italian Football Association manager Roberto Landi joins us on the line. Roberto, good evening. Thanks for taking our call in South good Africa. Evening. Good evening. How we are, are you? We are fine. We're seeing a lot of positive cases in Italian football. Is the situation in that country rising again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we are in a very critical situation uh, in the country. We have uh, around 200, 2,500, 2,800 cases, new cases every day, and uh, many diets. Uh, and uh, in, in the same time, we are <laughs> we started to have cases in the in the in the football club. And uh, the, the big case is the uh, last match uh, Juventus against Naples can mm. play because uh, the Naples remain in quarantine in Naples. And uh, <laughs> I think you see, they, they can start uh, the problem for the Italian league. On that note of that game, Napoli having thirteen, having a number of coronavirus positive tests, uh, they didn't go to the game. Juventus say they were waiting for them. What do you expect to happen? What do the rules say if there are positive cases at the club? Because people are saying Juventus could be given the three points. But uh, the, the, um, we, we need to start from the beginning, you understand. Mm. When uh, we, we restart uh, the league, uh, the, the Italian Football Federation, uh, the Italian the, uh, the league, uh, they signed one protocol with the government and the Minister of the Health about uh, uh, some uh, uh, coronavirus uh, positive uh, players and so so. But uh, after the the match uh, Naples against Genoa, then in Genoa there was uh, 12, 14, 14 uh, yeah. cases in the and and. Uh, <laughs> Was a big problem. Then, uh, when uh, the 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 uh, last week uh, the the they started to have two three cases in Naples, the minister of the health uh, in Campania is the re- the region of uh, uh, that is Naples city. They say that no, they need the, all the players to go in quarantine. Mm. It's government decision. You understand? It's not uh, more the, from the protocol. It's government decision. And now there is one battle between uh, the Juventus and Naples because Juventus said, okay, there are one protocol, you need to stay under the protocol. Naples said, no, we, have, we receive uh, official information from the government uh, rules and we need to stay under the government rules. Now there is uh, the judge, they need to, to, to say the who, who we are right or not. First. Second, Second, you start with a big problem because maybe tomorrow another club yeah. with two or three uh, players uh, under uh, virus can ask to the, the government to stop the, the league. And uh, you finish uh, the 2020-2021 the, the league in three years, understand, if they yeah. continue like this. Because after there is the Champions League, the UEFA, the national team, in June, there are uh, the European uh, World, cha- world uh, uh, Champions. You understand? There are many things, and there are no space for 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 play this top match. Yeah. So you expect that the league could 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 still be suspended if there are more cases? 
but uh, the problem is uh, if uh, they continue, continue like this, uh, the cases in Italy, is because it's, uh, in the last uh, 10 days there are 35,000 new cases. 10 days, 35,000 new cases. I don't know. But uh, the problem is uh, we reopened the school in Italy. And uh, <laughs> every day they move 8 million persons from uh, students and parents and so so. And after we, we restart, we need uh, what's happened uh, in the next 15, 20 days. If the cases arrive around five, six, seven thousand, I don't know. You understand? Okay. But Looks like a second wave there. Then in Italy, we're gonna wait and see what happens then. But lots of positive cases in Italian football. Even the president of Serie A, even Genoa had fourteen cases. Napoli, I think, had sixteen cases. So yeah, let's see what happens there. But we're gonna have to leave it there because of time. It's time for news.